It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Now, Coquel, let me ask you this. Would you rather be the Dolphins dealing with the Xavier Howard holdout where he wants new money after 10 interceptions last year, one year into a five-year contract extension, or would you rather be the Seahawks who are going to deal with now what appears to be a Jamal Adams holdout? Jamal Adams, who appears to be just perpetually unhappy no matter where he is, whether it's with the Jets or with the Seahawks, He's holding out after one year, it appears, with the Seahawks. Come on, Prez. You said all you wanted to do was be in a winning organization, You're and there. that's all that mattered to you. The Jets fleeced the Seahawks in that I am, deal. I'm By not the way, sure. that, that's one of the highway robberies that I don't think gets reported enough. Jets got two number ones and then multiple picks in the top three rounds also. Well, and so here's this, because maybe I'm not being fair to Jamal Adams. Adam Schefter tweeting, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams officially will not participate in Seattle's mandatory minicamp. So maybe that's just what other teams throughout the league have been seeing with players who have decided that with the COVID protocols and things have been a little bit ragged, they, they're not going to be a part of mandatory minicamp. The Dolphins have gone through that. Maybe it's simply that. Though I'm just going by Jamal Adams' track record. There could be a legitimate issue that he has with the front office. It also just feels like Revis because Revis did this with the Jets every year. Jamal Adams coming from the Jets. It has very similar feelings of this is what this defensive back is going to do. But maybe, maybe. Or he's mad that our own Justin Simmons makes more money than him. (laughs) The highest paid safety, Martin County alum. I mean, I could be being unfair to Jamal Adams, but I think that's a reputation he's brought on himself, though. As soon as he misses something with the mandatory tag on it, you're immediately going to think there's strife between him and the organization. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. We're going to talk with uh, Dr. William Kakudos. He's a uh, cardiothoracic surgeon at Jupiter Medical Center. That'll come up in just a few minutes to talk about Christian Erickson and the collapse of the Dane soccer star uh, during the Euros on uh, on Saturday. Uh, his impressions, what happens now, and answer some of the questions that Coquel and I clearly are unable to answer in that realm. Uh, what we are able to tell you is that the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is coming up December 18th. It's coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It'll be at FAU Stadium, and it is the College Football Showcase in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We love the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, and we love the fact that last year, Zach Wilson, who now Coquel's all in on the number two overall pick of the Jets, former BYU star, rolled in FAU Stadium and beat up on UCF. Uh, it is quickly becoming one of the premier bowl games, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Again, December 18th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So mark it on the calendar on ESPN. Uh, brunch and ball. That's what we're doing. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, 11 a.m. December 18th on ESPN. Pancakes Go to and pancakes. Pancakes, then pancakes. I love that one, too. RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. And not OJ. What does that mean? I don't know. OJ Simpson was in my thing, and then I realized I needed to bail. That, yeah, that um, that fell spectacularly yeah. flat. Okay. That was not great. What, OJ Simpson references don't liven up the show? 
they're a little aged. Yeah. yeah. Ah, that joke's dead. Yeah, that. Oh, would you stop already? What? Uh, so this comes from the Associated Press. Shelby Houlihan, the American record holder in the 1,505,000 meters track and field, posted on social media that she's been banned for four years following a positive test for what she concluded was a tainted pork burrito. Mm. Houlihan's announcement on her Instagram account arrived days before the start of the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon, where the top three in each event earned a spot to the postponed Tokyo Games. She finished 11th at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics in the 5,000 meters. Houlihan said she received an email on January 14th notifying her that a drug testing sample returned to finding for an anabolic steroid named Nandrolone. She said she since learned that it's long been understood by the anti-doping agency that eating pork can lead to a false positive for this drug. Certain types of pigs produce it naturally in high amounts. Houlihan made a list of all the foods she ate leading up to a December 15th test that produced the adverse finding for the steroid, and she concluded that it was most likely a pork burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before the drug test from an authentic Mexican food truck that caused the positive test. I'm calling vast amounts of BS on this. Like, sorry, I'm not buying that a pork burrito has had you banned for four years for testing positive for this steroid. Like, pork burritos can cause a lot of problems in your life, but testing for steroids is not not one one of them. Yeah, I've been there. And here's the thing. I love pork burritos. I will eat pork burritos all the time knowing that the after effects, the adverse side effects of the pork burrito are going to be painful and it's going to be time consuming. That said, I keep coming back for more. And so this is an extreme for her. Pork burrito equaled four-year ban from competitive sports for a positive steroid test. For me, it means mucho bathroom time. Mucho, mucho. <laughs> mucho baño time. El baño. Um, el baño. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Fine. Terrible job, gringo coco. Um, do you think she actually had the burrito? Did she show proof she ate? Like, did she show a receipt? Well, I'm not sure what the pr- yeah. I guess I guess it's the only thing you can do now is show a receipt because if that was back in, De- in December, the evidence is long gone. And I feel like if she did show the receipt, it tells me more she was guilty. Like her proof of saying, "Oh no, look, I bought this pork burrito." Oh, uh, she was means- already trying to cover her tracks. Yeah, like I did these <laughs> drugs and now I got to cover it up. Because why else would you save a receipt from a pork burrito food truck? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, unless she used her her like credit card and it shows up in her online banking. Uh, Don't ruin my theory. <laughs> but for me, there are so many foods. Like I was thinking about this when I read this this morning. My first thought was that is hilarious. Um, also, I feel bad for her. But there are so many foods that I know are going to have a bad ending for me that I won't stop eating. And I've talked about it before, but Red Hot Cheetos are that for me. I don't generally like the red Ew. hot like uh, that that type of snack. Hot takis. But I love it. It's sort of in that family. But the Red Hot Cheetos, my first terrible experience was during a family trip to Monterey, California in a rental car where I for two hours had to hold in destroying that rental car after eating a full bag of Red Hot Cheetos. And I was eight years old at the time, but I never learned my lesson after that. And every time I eat them, it's just bad news after. But because I love them so much, and I love, uh, I-, I love 
in the I live in the present when I eat them, not thinking about what's coming in the future, but the future is always god awful with those, yet I keep coming back for more. So this woman, I just wonder if uh if this Olympian, now no longer an Olympian, because of that pork burrito has sworn off pork burritos forever, or she's gonna go ahead and just say, bleep it. Like I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. I guess I'm banned for four years anyway, and we'll just deal with the consequences. Uh, I wanted to have uh, a little bit of a left turn here, but so- something that we discussed I yesterday. Mean, not really that much of a left turn. I think the pork burritos can send you this direction anyway if you yeah, eat enough of them. Good point. But uh, yesterday we talked at length about just the the horrifying uh, pictures of Christian Eriksson collapsing, going into apparent cardiac arrest on Saturday. The star of the Denmark soccer team in a match against Finland at. Uh, at Euros 2020, the the day two of that tournament. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of of clarification. Someone who actually knew what they were talking about, as opposed to Coquel and I trying to fill in medical holes, which is never a good idea. So uh, we're joined by William Kokotos, Dr. William Kokotos of Jupiter Medical Center. He is a cardiothoracic surgeon, and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Dr. Kokotos, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it. And as you can imagine, like someone like myself or Coquel, we see that, and it's horrifying, and you obviously uh, at the onset think the worst you when you heard what happened on Saturday to Christian Erickson maybe you saw the footage of him collapsing you as someone who uh, is very knowledgeable in the field this is your expertise how did you consume that well, I was actually uh, quite surprised I mean he really went down I saw the video I actually looked at quite a bit of the footage and he was in the middle of kicking the ball, and then he collapsed. And most likely, it was a severe arrhythmia, uh, which uh, was sort of confirmed because they were able to do CPR to get him back, but they didn't actually get him back until they shocked his heart. Uh, it, 29 years old. Christian Erickson is a very young man. So uh, obviously, this is shocking when you see something like that happen. I know it's happened occasionally in soccer, but... The, the process of, of him being an apparently healthy young person prior to that, that's got to raise the chances of them uh, knowing that this could be a good, a good outcome once they started performing the CPR done in enough time. Not really. Actually, out-of-hospital cardiac arrest has an incredibly high mortality hmm. rate. Even though this gentleman is young and in the prime of health, apparently, uh, it's a it's a very concerning issue, and it's going to need to be looked in very closely to figure out what the cause was. Uh, because social media is a cesspool, I was reading a lot on uh, on Saturday about people saying, "Oh, it took too long." For them to begin chest compressions took too long for them to use uh, the defibrillator on the field for Christian Erickson. So since I do have Dr. William Kokotos on with us here from Jupiter Medical Center, you just sort of seen how everything went down on the field, the treatment of Christian Erickson. What did you think of the timing with the medical personnel? I think it was pretty much on par. They actually, uh, you know, he was down, he was on his side, his eyes were open he wasn't moving he wasn't responding they immediately called over the paramedics the paramedics came rushing out with the defibrillator in hand they rolled him over on his back and they started cpr almost immediately uh i don't know if people are having magical thinking as to how quickly this sort of response can happen but uh you know you have to assess you have to decide i mean if he was just passed out 
they wouldn't have gone to that extreme, but his heart actually stopped. Uh, he had most likely what they call ventricular fibrillation, sudden death, and uh, his heart was quivering instead of beating. What caused that to happen is unclear, but they did CPR to do the work of his heart by compressing his chest and to keep the blood flowing to provide oxygen to his brain, and then they shocked him back into a normal rhythm, and very shortly after they shocked him back, he was awake, and he was, you could see on some of the photos that he was trying to sit up a little bit in the stretcher, and he was uh, putting his hand behind his head. So clearly, uh, he wasn't down too long. With these arrhythmias, especially for athletes, I mean, how, how common is this? It's incredibly rare, especially in, a, in elite athletes, because they have a doctor for the medical team. I'm sure they go through normal physical examinations, electrocardiograms. Uh, there's probably some underlying pathology that we're not aware of. It just needs to be evaluated. Uh, he'll need to have further studies, laboratory values, see if his electrolytes were out of whack, uh, if his uh, potassium was exceptionally high, which I don't think uh, was most likely the cause because they got him back so quickly. They have to look and see if he has some anomalies of the heart that he was born with that sometimes can present under severe stress situations. But there's a whole host of things that could have led to this and that's the next step for him uh one final question for dr william kokotos cardiothoracic surgeon at jupiter medical center with great great information on us uh, sort of uh giving us a little insight and teaching us a little bit off of the christian erickson uh near disaster uh saturday in the euro soccer tournament we were talking about this yesterday on the show and i after this uh happened saturday had some existential moments to be quite honest i am a distance runner but for me i'm not doing this in an actual competitive venue most of the time i'm just out on my own at like 5 30 in the morning getting in 13 14 15 miles and it, 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 it occurred to me if this happened to me i'm gone i'm done unless i get lucky and someone stumbles upon me and something miraculous happens how can people monitor their hearts, even young people, and I guess I'm still generally young at 36, and, and foresee warning signs of something like what happened to Christian Erickson? Well, unfortunately for an acute arrhythmia, which is most likely what happened to him, because he was wide awake, he was running towards the ball, and he went to kick it, and then it just happened immediately. His heart most likely went into an electrical uh, abnormal rhythm where instead of beating like a pump one beat after another it uh, started to quiver and no blood flow was going to his brain and then he immediately passed out uh, in terms of forewarning if it's a congenital abnormality you may not have any uh, shortness of breath can be one chest pain can be one episodes of dizziness or lightheadedness like you're going to pass out but you don't uh, those are all warning signs and you should go see your physician uh, just a generalized uh, level of fatigue with the same level of activity that you've had in the past can also be a warning sign. It, uh, but in, it's a very nonspecific, yeah. uh, unless you're having active chest pain, uh, it's a very nonspecific sort of generalized uh, review of systems that you need to go through. But if you're feeling abnormal, the, bit, the bottom line is you should go see your doctor. Sure, sure. Uh, Dr. William Kokotos, again, cardiothoracic surgeon, Jupiter Medical Center. Really appreciate you uh, making us smarter and actually uh, explaining to us uh, what possibly happened to Christian Erickson on Saturday. Really appreciate the, uh, the insight. Thank you so much. 
Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure to be on with you. All right. Dr. William Kokoto is here on Ken Levick Live featuring Coquel. If you missed any part of that, including any of our nonsense every single day, Ken Levick Live featuring Coquel podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to subscribe to it. Get it right to your phone. We'll have it to you every day. Ken Levick Live featuring Coquel podcast. Hey, by the way, just to show you the power of soccer, Cristiano Ronaldo yesterday, Coca-Cola is a sponsor of, uh, of the Euros. He sat down. They had two Coke bottles sitting next to him. He took them off of the podium and said, drink water. And Coca-Cola's value has dropped $4 billion since that happened. That's the power of soccer. $4 billion. $4 billion. Yes, it has not been a good day. Don't they own water companies, though? I know. Like, shouldn't it have, like, I kind did. of Don't made they own Dasani? Like, I feel like Dasani's yeah. a Coca-Cola thing. I actually don't mind Dasani. Why does Dasani get such a bad rap? Does it? I don't Yeah. It's water. To me, I, uh, to me I, I, I'm drinking members mark purified water. So clearly I'm not going for the uh, the high profile water. Not that there's anything wrong with members mark. Thanks to the great people at members mark purified water. <laughs> Before we talk to Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's our sports law insider and our sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, I need to make sure that you have. It is my personal goal to have all of you with an air conditioning plan in place because it is hot and it's uncomfortable and if your house or your condo or your apartment doesn't have ac you're going to be flat out miserable and you're also going to probably have your health in a little bit of danger so eds is yes edsairconditioning.com eds takes care of all your ac and plumbing services whether it's residential and commercial it's family owned and operated by the man ed sasso it's serving palm beach county since 2006 15 years of serving the area and they put together their appointment windows try to do it based off of your schedule for your convenience eds is yes and they're a train comfort specialist because it's hard to stop a train they're licensed and insured have an air conditioning plan edsairconditioning.com or call 561-316-8799 561-316-8799 eds is yes edsairconditioning.com pat lawler talking about sports agent things about sports law things and really it's just good to talk to pat lawler he's next he's coquel i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 1063